ruthlessly ask if the task on the list or the initiative is going to contribute to getting you to where you want to be. Episode 188, slash your to-do list and watch great things happen. You're listening to The Game Changers with Jason Jennings. Leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention. Now, here's worldwide best-selling author and speaker, Jason Jennings, and your host, Dale Dixon. Welcome to The Game Changers, the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. I'm your host, Dale Dixon, with one and a half million listens and downloads and growing every week. Game Changers with Jason Jennings, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today best-selling author of eight books on leadership, growth, innovation, speed, and reinvention. Jason, great to be with you. Uh, Dale, great to be with you. And when people are first listening to this, uh, I will be in between speeches in Phoenix and Albuquerque and taking uh, five or six days to explore some Arizona ghost towns, uh, Taos, Santa Fe, Albuquerque, the Four Corners, and just exploring New Mexico, a little road trip in the middle of a couple of speeches. And I'm sure I'll bring back something worth talking about. Absolutely. I'm a little jealous. Uh, I love that part of the country, especially this time of year. It's just uh, absolutely beautiful. So enjoy the trip. Uh, But I have to admit, when I saw the title slash your to-do list, I thought, well, wait a minute. Jason is the list maker. And he just (laughs) he's talked about how he loves to tick off those items off his list. And now you're saying, keep the list short? Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So let me tell you, and I'm going to try to take two very different things, uh, prove a point and connect them and make all of us more efficient. So that's the, that's my stated goal. So I, um, uh, I was just with Arrow and their CEO, Mike Long, doing some work with a worldwide leadership uh, team in uh, Denver uh, a few weeks ago. And he said something profound. And I thought, did I ever quote that in, uh, in, in one of my books? Because I've, t- I've written about Mike Long in a couple of books. And so I went to the index and kept looking up Mike Long to see if I had quoted this in a book. And so I found that. That led me someplace else. And on the same page where I had quoted him, I saw a number. And this is a number that we had talked about three years ago. But um, I don't think we talked about it in this. In fact, I know we didn't talk about it in this vein. So listen to this. According to the Hackett Group, uh, and the Hackett Group is a large, respected global strategic consulting firm, the average company, now this is average performing company, tries to manage 372 different objectives. And one of the stories I tell in the book is that one company, an average performing company, even had a Christmas card committee of seven people, which had seven or eight meetings to select the Christmas card for the company. So average financial performing companies try to manage 372 different objectives. That means you're chasing a lot of things. But now listen to this one. In contrast, above average performing companies had just 22 priorities. Well, if instead of having 372 objectives and initiatives, you have just 22 priorities, what happens is time and money get focused on what's really important, and everyone has a much clearer idea of what to do. 
And so that brings me to the quote from Mike Long, the chairman and CEO of Aero, who, who said something brilliant when I was with him. He said, and this is a direct quote, he said, people come to work to do their best because doing your best creates enjoyment and fulfillment, adding a good employee knows what they're supposed to do and a bad one isn't sure. But then he completed it. Clarity is the responsibility of leadership and management. So you can imagine what's happening in these companies with three, uh, with people being sent in 372 different directions, juggling so many things, they really don't know what's important. But what man, what great leadership does is hones that down to a small number of priorities. That's what gets the time. That's what gets the resources. And so people know exactly what's expected of them. So then I started thinking, now, what lessons can I learn from companies that have slashed the number of objectives and initiatives. What what could I possibly learn? And what could the people who listen to this podcast learn? And I started thinking about priority lists. Uh, I've always been a big fan of having to-do lists and priority lists. As you know, we've talked about it. It gives you a great sense of accomplishment. I mean, priority lists and to-do lists create order in your life. They prioritize. They provide accountability. They make you feel productive. Uh, In the case of leaders, they help you delegate, and they can also relieve stress. Uh, Get it off. Give it to somebody else and uh, cross uh, cross that box off or tick that box off. A big, uh, big sigh of relief. But when the list, the to-do list, or the list of priorities becomes huge, what ends up happening is you can lose focus and become almost paralyzed uh, and not know what to do next, or you can work yourself to death. And those are not options for me. And But, but I also have started to have a different view of this. I, I was on an airplane with uh, with another author, I'm not going to mention his name. I only I only provide attribution to other authors if it's if it's a good story. Uh, but a lot of people would know his name. And he and I were sitting together. Uh, we were both up in business class. We were headed to Orlando, and uh, he was he was bragging to me uh, about the 872 or 972 emails in his inbox. And I, I asked him, I said, how far did some of those go back? He said, I don't know, a year, year and a half. And I thought, you know what? This guy is getting a misplaced sense of self-importance when he opens up his inbox and he sees these eight or 900 people who have not heard back from him. I, I, I think he's got something backwards. So here are my suggestions about to-do lists and priority lists, and I've actually enacted one of them uh, for the second year in a row, and and there's some big payoffs for me. So my first suggestion, and, and, and listen, again, I don't come up with this stuff. I mean, it's based on my time with the very best CEOs in the world, all the tens of thousands of leaders I've been privileged uh, to interview and to talk to uh, for my books. So the first one, but but I'm doing it, is I have two lists and uh, two lists, not one. I have one for the immediate tasks at hand, the things that have to get done. And then I've got another one for longer range tasks and ambitions. 
And a critic might say, well, if you have two lists, if you've got your list of immediate things and you've got this list of longer range tasks and ambitions, it'll probably get lost in the fervor of taking care of the day to day. Well, I make sure that doesn't happen. I, I, I look at my, my, my long term list is on my phone. My long term list is on all of my mobile devices. My long term list sits. It's the only sheet of paper that's, I, I keep a very clean desk, but the one sheet of paper that is always there in the upper left hand corner my blotter, I mean, is the long-term, those 10 or 12 long-term things. So I've done everything other than laminate it and hang it on the wall. So uh, I don't think having one list for immediate tasks and another for longer range tasks and ambitions uh, is is a problem at all. Number two, ruthlessly ask if the task on the list or the initiative is going to contribute to getting you to where you want to be. I like to interview and research. I like to write books. I like to give speeches. And I love to serve others as best I'm able. You know what? If something, if there's something on my list that has nothing to do with those things, it's, 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 it's got to come off the list. It's got to come off the list. So ask, ruthlessly ask, if the task or the to-do initiative will move you to where you want to be, closer to where you want to be, or what you want to have accomplished. So in, in my case, it's research, books, speeches, podcasts. That's it. And uh, and I'm ruthless. I've become ruthless about it. Number three, uh, and this one, you'll be shocked to hear it coming from me, but don't be afraid to use the trash. Um, one of the things I've observed on the part of the most successful CEOs in the world is they don't get fussed by very much. And I've had a number of great CEOs and entrepreneurs and business owners tell me, you know what? Most stuff will just take care of your, uh, take care of itself. And really at the end of the day, doesn't demand your involvement or your interference. So don't be afraid to use the trash. Uh, lots of things, believe it or not, will just take care of themselves. Uh, and for somebody who's a little obsessive compulsive, that was a tough one for me to learn. Uh, number four, stay in the now. What needs to be done now to advance you to the next step. And then the fifth one and the final one for me, and I've gotten much better at doing it, is when you knock off a bunch of work, reward yourself. I mean, if you if, if you knock three, four, or five things off your list, guess what? You are allowed to change your shoes, put on a windbreaker, and go and take a walk for a half hour or an hour just for the fun of it. Uh, you've got permission. So when you knock off a bunch of work, reward yourself. So I'm convinced that if you, if you, if you do those five things, and I, I hope you've got some follow-up questions, we'll repeat them. Um, but I think if you do those five things, uh, you're going to shorten your list considerably. So I, I'm looking for you to connect some dots. Um, and just talk through this, this idea that human nature says, and I, this is a fault of mine. It's really easy for me to get focused on the urgency of the now and not think about what is really important to advance the ball long-term. Yes. And so when you have the two lists, immediate tasks, and I tend to think urgency of now and longer range tasks and ambitions. But when you apply the ruthlessly ask if the task or initiative is going to move you where you want to be, um, 
Do you find that those longer range get even more important and critical and that that brings you back to that list on a regular basis? Uh, yes, I'm, 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 I'm wrestling with that one right now. I'm, uh, I'm very good at taking care of all of the tasks at hand. Uh, I'm also good at not doing some tasks that don't need to be done. I think I've gotten pretty good at that. Um, but just the other day, I was reviewing this list of, uh, let me grab the sheet. I can tell you how many there are. Uh, there are, uh, long-term one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. So there are 14 things on my longer term, longer term to-do list. Uh, but as I told you, I look at it every day, every day, I could probably recite it from memory. And, uh, I looked at one just a couple of days ago and I thought, you know what, that one's becoming increasingly important and I, I need to, because I want to, I need to set aside some considerable time for it. So I, I, I don't think it would be in anybody's interest to just have a list of long-term and a list of the, of the immediate action items and then not visit the long-term. I, I surround myself with it. I mean, I, I visit it every day. You're revisiting every day. That's every, every, no, I, no, I, I, Listen, I, I would never say anything that isn't gospel truth. Yeah, I, I have this glass top desk on top of it sits a leather, a black leather blotter, there's very few tchotchkes on my desk. I run a very, very clean, uh, clean place where I work. But the one thing sitting, I'm, I'll put her back there right now, in the upper left-hand corner of that blotter, it's the only single piece of paper on my desk. It's the long-term stuff. I look at it every day. And now I'm going to get really personal. So what do you like to do to reward yourself when you knock off a bunch of work? Okay. So, um, I guess my favorite is to, uh, kick off my dress shoes, um, and go and put a pair of runners on and just go out and walk for about 45 or 50 minutes. That is a big reward for me. That's one reward. The second reward, and and now you're going to think I'm real twisted. The second reward is I always need a couple of things. I always need a new dress shirt. I always need a new belt. I always need a few new pair of socks. And I don't like going to stores. So it's going to seem like a very weird reward. But sometimes I'll knock off a chunk of work and say, you know what? I'm going to go and uh, I'm going to go buy these things. And so they call it retail therapy. For me, it's not retail therapy. It's almost like getting a root canal, Uh, but at least I, uh, I I get it done. My other thing is uh, uh, last week uh, in our town, we have a spice store that sells nothing but wonderful spices. It's been here for a couple of years. I've never been inside and I love cooking with great spices. And so I had knocked off this big chunk of work and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go and meet the owner of the spice store and I'm going to buy some spices. And so it's not, it's not just one thing. Uh, the one thing I don't reward myself with because it's a must do is the gym every day. Uh, so a lot of people would say they reward themselves by working out, but I mean, that's, uh, that's a work item for me. Gotcha. Perfect. So is it okay if I review that list Please one do. more time for the dri- folks yep. who are driving on the commute? Yep. So number one, it's have two lists, one immediate, one long range. Number two, super important to that so that you don't find yourself responding to the urgent is to ruthlessly ask if the task or the initiative is going to move you to where you want to be. And that would just speak to the fact in and of itself, you've got to know where you're going. Yep. Uh, yep. Number three, don't be afraid to use the trash. Um, I like to ask myself, will this matter in 24 hours, 40 right. hours, five days, 
one month? Will it even matter? Um, stay in the now. Um, what needs to happen right now to advance you to the next step? And then when you get that work done, reward yourself. Well, that's a great list. And uh, yeah, and let me ask you, one of, there's something that has helped me uh, a lot. And uh, I, I don't like updates to software because they always throw me for a couple of days. And I'm left wondering now, where in the heck is that or where the heck is this? So uh, when my IT guy, it was time to update everything from Microsoft, we went to Office 365. Are you on the program? No. Okay. Well, let me tell you what I love about Office 365. And it speaks to AI becoming pretty good or algorithms becoming pretty good. And and what it is, is in the past, you open up your Outlook mailbox and you had all of your Outlook emails and, and, and everything had equal weight. I mean, depending on when they came in. And, and obviously a lot of junk has already been blocked, permanently blocked as spam, et cetera. But you had this big, big long list. Well, now with Office 365, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure with Max, there's something similar. Uh, they decide for you what's important and what's not. And so you have, uh, you, the first thing you have is your focused list of emails. And then if you want to see the other stuff that's a little bit more dubious or not important, you go to the other list. And I have to tell you, it's amazingly accurate. <laughs> Oh, it's amazing. It's amazingly accurate. I've only found maybe one or two things in the other emails that should have been uh, in in the important emails, only a couple of things. And and they weren't like earth shattering things. And and so that I I have found that very, very helpful. That saves me a lot of time every day. So a shout out to Office 365. Very cool. Good to know. Any other final thoughts for us? Yeah, yeah. This one I heard a long time ago. I had to go, but I couldn't remember who said it. William Penn said it. He said, and then I guess this ties in what we talked about today. Uh, time is what we want most, but what we use worst. Mm. Is that profound or is that profound? Time, so is, true. time is what we want most of, but it's what we use the worst. Uh, believe me, I'm going to keep that one in mind and all of my going out and coming in uh, in the next several weeks with a smile on my face. It's what we want most, but what we use worst. So, uh, you know, lighten the burden, get rid of some of those uh, tasks and priorities, divide into two lists. When you do a bunch of work, reward yourself and sometimes let some stuff go. It's not going to end the world. Thank you so much. I'll remind our listeners, you can subscribe to this podcast uh, in your favorite podcast player or right there at the website, jason-jennings.com slash iTunes. Automate the process. Make it easier. One more thing off the to-do list. You can also send Jason a message. Send him a li- send him the best way you found to keep your list on target and short. Jason at jason-jennings.com. Jason Jennings is the author who USA Today has called one of the three most in-demand business speakers in the world. Learn how your group or company can have Jason keynote your next event. Visit the website jason-jennings.com. This is The Game Changers. The 
the podcast dedicated to leading highly principled people to their full potential. You've been listening to The Game Changers, leadership lessons in speed, productivity, growth, innovation, and reinvention with business thought leader, best-selling author, and keynote speaker, Jason Jennings. Read Jason's most recent New York Times bestseller, The Reinventors, and visit his website at jason-jennings.com.